This is the unfiltered truth about entrepreneurship. Raw, no BS, no sugarcoating. Welcome to Entrepreneur Intel. I'm your host, Wes Matthews. Each episode, we'll learn from experienced founders and uncover the top 5% learnings that led to their success in all things personal, family, and business. This show is sponsored by Stealth Consulting, delivering clear marketing strategies, ROI, and no surprises. Today's guest is a founder whose story I'm excited to share. He helps people identify and remove the rocks in their life. He helps elite businessmen 45 to 60 create work-life harmony without overwhelming and sacrificing their career. He's also the host of Your First 100K and Broken Catholic Podcast, uh, a midlife men's coach and CEO at Shredded Fathers, Joseph Warren. Welcome. It's good to be here, Wes. Happy to serve your, your community, brother. So, Joseph, you've been doing this for 28 years. You've been an entrepreneur. What's the most important lesson you've learned? What's that, what's that silver bullet? For business and entrepreneurship, correct? Yes. I've learned that I don't have all the answers. Um, what works and helps me to succeed in one business didn't work for the next business. So even when I would dial in and lock in on a, a successful business model and really work out the bugs and start to scale uh, my next business venture, it didn't work, right? So it's always pivoting, always uh, being resilient, uh, always questioning and being curious, right? And realizing that there's no one track, one size fits all for success in business. And that was really difficult for me. Um, I tend to be a hard charger uh, and I had a large ego and I'm very driven. Um, so being willing to let go of my, uh, my need to control everything and predict everything uh, and learn to surrender uh, all the things that are outside of my control has been my silver bullet uh, for my life, right? And that what I mean by that is, when I learned to let go of uh, my loss of control or the things I couldn't control in business, I was able to then find harmony in my personal life and fulfillment. And before, when I was trying to control all those uncontrollables, my personal life was burning to the ground. So that's that's great perspective. So sometimes I hear when people talk about becoming an, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, there's this sense of, I want to control my destiny. But like what you just mentioned right now, it's why well, I, I had to give up control, but you're an entrepreneur. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and what that means to you? Because that that's immediately I hear that from you like, wow, you're this entrepreneur, but you've given up control and that's kind of led to success and happiness. Can you can you touch on that a bit? For sure. Uh, you know, being hard charger leaders, high high performers in business. Um, controlling things, controlling people, controlling outcomes to the, our desires, uh, to our aims, our targets makes us very successful financially in business. It's necessary. However, many of us, and I'll speak for myself, we bring that home into our personal lives, especially our relationships. And it does the opposite. Instead of it being constructive, it's destructive. 
So yeah, I was winning in business, had a lot of success. And then I was failing at home. I was failing in my relationships, which left me with a large bank account, but broke in all the areas that mattered most in life. So as an entrepreneur, you hit on you know what I like to focus on, personal family business. Like those three things to me are, they're everything. I mean, there's really nothing else that can come into my life. I mean, everything I do, everything I think about has to do with those three things. Um, you talk about like having a large bank account, but like something else is out of whack or you've, you've already touched on, you know, the personal side of your journey. What is, what does that mean for you? Like does balance exist as an entrepreneur or sounds like early on or through this journey of yours, you found great success as an entrepreneur, but things were out of balance. Like how did you go from out of whack or a large bank account to, I, I don't know if you use the word disruptive, but how, is that what you're searching for now? Or is that how you kind of realigned yourself, like balance with those three things? Or how, how do you look at that? Well, I think like you, balance is um, a very trendy word, work-life balance, uh, but doesn't exist. It's not actually real, right? Uh, it's um, it, it, it's uh, misleading. It's misleading, right? It's like you, you picture a scale, right? And you got to balance uh, your business, uh, and finances, and you got to balance your personal life, right? And your family. And it's like, well, if I give a, a little extra on this side, then this one's going to go down. Oh, I got to bring it back up, right? And you feel like you're constantly juggling, and it's a lot of effort and it's exhausting. Um, so it's not an actual workable approach, work life balance, uh, or an aim. It's not a worthy aim. So what I've learned, because I used to chase that too, right? At least the best I could. Uh, what I learned is work-life harmony is real. And, th and that means that the two are married together. It's not an either or, it's a this end. So it's my business and my money and my finances and my career success and my personal fulfillment, my, my marriage, my fatherhood and my faith and my fitness all going on simultaneously congruent with each other, not yeah. taking from each other, not constantly stealing from each other. And I have to choose this one or that one, just this one or that one. That's stressful, man. That causes a lot of anxiety in a lot of uh, successful, you know, individuals, leaders. So once I learned to stop doing that and just focus on finding harmony within it, and of course, we're talking at a 10,000 foot view right now, right? You got to dial in, what does that actually look like? Um, but once I shifted that, and started chasing what was real, which is work-life harmony, uh, I started to get it. And now I have it, and I'm never going to let go of it because it works. Yeah, and I'm sure you could tell the story about how long it took you to get there and how you constantly have to work on whether people refer to it as balance or harmony. But I'm interested to hear from your perspective because it sounds like you spent a lot of time here and you found harmony. So what does that mean for you? Is it, you know, because you talk about balancing, juggling these, I think you said four things, family, business, personal fitness. What does harmony mean? Is it an allocation? Because I think as an entrepreneur, you know, I have some entrepreneurial friends and, you know, people that, you know, they're working 80, 120 hours a week. They're growing their company. They're doing whatever. Um, I have some that don't even go into work and they're traveling all the time and they've delegated. Like there's different levels and variations of, of what it means to be an entrepreneur. But 
at the end of the day, you only have so much time in a day. Mm -hmm. So what for you, what, what does harmony mean for that? Is, is it an allocation of time or is it purpose or can you? Can you sure. I think simply put for me, uh, harmony, work-life harmony looks like prioritizing my life. What I mean by that is prioritizing what matters most in life. Because at the end of my life, that's all I'm going to be thinking about, right? I'm not going to be thinking about money, success, all the things I achieved, the accolades. I'm going to be thinking about the people around my deathbed. And was I there for them? And did I give my everything to them? And do they know that I love them? And do I feel loved by them? Am I even able to receive love? And where am I headed next? And what's the legacy I'm leaving behind? Like these are the things that matter most, right? Yet we focus on least. It's the 80-20 rule. We spend about 20% of our energy as very successful leaders on these areas of our life that matter most, our family and our personal fulfillment. And then we spend 80% of our time, some, some of us more. <laughs> I used to work 110 hours a week. I was a workaholic, right? So I get that. 80% uh, of our time or more, we spend on the things that don't actually mean much. They're essential but they don't matter at the end of our life. So it's flipping the script and spending 80% of, of your time on the things that matter most, which then puts you into this place of like, you're personally fulfilled, you feel loved, you're receiving love, your family is good, your wife, your kids, everything. And you're just like, wow, I am such a blessed individual. Now I have so much more to give and to impact when I go to work. So I don't need as much time. So it's, it's about multiplying less time at work, working less, but having more impact. So in other words, I could, instead of doing an eight, eight hour work day, because I'm so fulfilled in my personal life and my family and my faith and my fitness, I can now work a four hour work day with such intensity and power and impact that I just 10x my results. So early on, I mean, you 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 made a decision to become an entrepreneur, and it sounds like this is a journey, and it took you a while to figure out this harmony that works for you. So rewind back to the early days of Joseph Warren, hmm. you know, because for me, it's like you're presented with going to high school, going to college, and then going out and getting that nine to five, where it's like what you just talked about, being an entrepreneur in harmony, like, man, that sounds... That sounds hard. It sounds complicated. It sounds dirty. You know, why not just go the traditional route of the nine to five and make some money and leave that at work and, and, and don't even bother with that? Like what led you to, to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, first off, I would say uh, it's actually the opposite, right? It, it's way more difficult uh, to have your life um, out of priority, right? To, to have the wrong priorities in your life, because eventually then you're juggling, like you're burning your personal life to the ground, your family, your relationships to the ground while you're succeeding in your career. Well, guess what? Eventually that gets up, catches up, right? And now you got to go and like salvage all this. And there's a lot of pain and hardship that comes with that. So I would just say for me, I have learned it is far easier to pursue work-life harmony than it is to focus on career success and then watch all the things that matter most start to uh, get destroyed around me, right? And I've done that. 
I've done that. All right. So going back, you know, entrepreneurial days, I had an early start in business. I grew up in poverty and, uh, you know, my parents did the best they could with what they had. Right. And, uh, but my daddy Marine, you know, U S Marine Corps, Vietnam vet, and, uh, just an awesome, awesome father. He was an intense, angry indi individual. He had a lot of suppressed anger from battle and war. Right. Um, and, and he did the best he could, but he really did a lot of odd jobs and, uh, manual labor type businesses to provide for the six kids. And then he started his own business, but at a very small, uh, level, he never went past like six figures, uh, couldn't cross that barrier, um, because he just had all these limiting beliefs, right? He didn't graduate high school. He was a high school dropout and he just didn't believe he could do much in his life. So he never went far in his life, but he did focus on the areas that mattered most. But in the world's eyes, he wasn't very successful. Uh, so I grew up in that environment and man, as a kid, I was like, man, I, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to live like this. So when I get old, I'm going to be happy, healthy and wealthy. Those are my, my three gods. That's what I'm going for. And it was all about success. Like the identity I wanted for my future self was I'm going to be a successful businessman. Now, I didn't say I'm going to be a failure like my dad, but I'm sure there was something going on there subconsciously. Now, my dad was winning in the main areas, but failing in, you know, what society calls success, right? So I wanted that version. So I pursued it. 19 years old, started a business with some uh, business partners. They were the brains behind it. They understood business models and, and scaling and all the financial aspects. I didn't. I didn't have that training. But I was really good with people and I was really good at communicating. Uh, I was likable. I had high energy, incredible enthusiasm, and people were drawn to me. So, like, I, they used to refer to me as the Pied Piper back then. I don't know why, but like, people would follow me. So, I did sales and marketing, and I was fairly good at the sales part. So, I trained up a team of 50 people. Uh, we, we had a professional fundraising company for national nonprofit charities, and I had 50 people out on the streets every day raising money for these organizations. And we were very good at what we did. Uh, and we hit several million dollars. We did seven figures our first year out the gate. Uh, we figured out the model, at least my business partners nice. did. And uh, then we just started scaling from city to city, kind of like a, not a franchisable model, but if you think about that, right? Just duplicating a very successful model in every single city. And, and we did really well. We did uh, several million dollars in every city that we went into. And I was the guy that would open the new office, build up a brand new team, get them out there producing, and then go and do it in the next city. Nice. So you started at 19 years old. Correct. That's when you began that venture. Yeah, and I worked 110 hours. A, and how many years did that Yeah, four and a half years yeah. at 110 hours a week, give or take. <laughs> But I, wow. you're young. Is that what led you to discover harmony? <laughs> no, heck no, man. I was just addicted to success and the pursuit of success and money, right? Like that was it. That was my aim. I got to be a successful businessman. So I was, a, I was a very insecure young man, right? And uh, I was trying to prove myself constantly, constantly, because I didn't believe I was successful. So nothing I actually... Uh, accomplished or achieved was ever enough. I was the youngest guy in my entire industry to be at my level as a, as a leader. And uh, that wasn't enough. You know, I got all the awards and the, the accolades and it's still, I had this insatiable 
uh, thirst for more, more, more. And I'd even know why. And a lot of leaders out there, sometimes they forget what they're chasing, why they're chasing it. They just are chasing it. And they always, they got to have more. They got to have more. And it's normally something we're covering up and avoiding. So, so if that goes four or five years, what what did you run into next through that entrepreneurial journey? Because I I think with your story and where it's progressing, at some point there there's like a massive change or something happens with you, right? Because you're so focused on harmony and introducing you, um, you know, helping men remove rocks in their life, uh, create work-life harmony, uh, full disclosure, you and I have worked together uh, for about a year. I worked with you. I, I learned a lot of great, valuable tools. I think when I came to you, I was I was out of whack and I was out of balance. And you were able to help me. Uh, simply put, I mean, create harmony. I'm not going to say balance. I like harmony better. But you were able to give me the tools and the guiding, you know, ideas around how I could create that harm, you know, harmonious balance in my life. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like when I met you, dude, like I was like, man, I like this guy. He's a hard charger like me, Um, like he's success driven. He's got that deep, powerful presence and voice, right? Like people are going to follow this guy. I could tell why you're successful. You reminded me of me. You're just better looking, right? And, uh, you know, you you were honest. You were honest. You're like, hey, like these areas of my life are working, but these areas over here are not. And, and we got really real very quickly. Um, and you didn't hold anything back. And I really appreciated that about you. You were very humble about it. You didn't act like you had it all figured out. Uh, and you were open, right, to learning and being teachable and, and being coached. And we just moved a few things around in your life, right, and just reprioritized some major areas. And all of a sudden those unworkable areas of your life started to work. It's interesting to me that, you know, reflection, hindsight, you know, is, is a lot easier when you can go back and evaluate, you know, and I think there was a time in my life where just like your story, very similar to mine in the sense of, you know, you, I, I, I became an entrepreneur to make money and then all of a sudden that happens and then it's like, okay, now what? Like that didn't make me happy. Go or I'm still chasing this thing, right? And it was kind of, it's a taboo idea because I, I think when people think about becoming an entrepreneur or they go to work, right? It's it's to make money. I mean, there's obviously, you know, other reasons why people do it. But for me, I'm like, I'm not saving the manatees. Like I need to go out there and make money. And, and how am I going to do that, right? And then you do it and it like w- wins enough enough. You know, at some point, it's like, what am I doing this for? Because I just surpassed whatever in my mind I thought was possible by, by, I can't even describe about how, how much beyond that. And then it's like, why am I unhappy? Mm. Or, you know, I should ring this bell and everything should be great and, and we're done. Like, that's the journey. But the reality is, I think when the harmony is not there and things are out of whack, like, things can get to a dark spot. And I think that's the, undertone or underbelly of being an entrepreneur that a lot of people don't talk about or we talk about being vulnerable it's you know for me i've had a lot of time to spend with other entrepreneurs and things like eo and being with people that are kind of going through the same things from an entrepreneur but you know how do you or like what happened for you 
to make that big leap because now what you're focused on is helping entrepreneurs get unstuck, um, you know, create the harmony. So like how, how do you go about doing that? Or like, what's that, what does that pursuit look like for you? Because I'm, I want, I want people to hear how this may be some, I mean, this was missing for me. And I think it's probably missing in a lot of successful entrepreneurs because I see it. I see it all the time. I think you're right. Uh, it definitely is. A lot of successful entrepreneurs aren't even aware that it's missing. So when I meet a, a man, right, an elite businessman, he's successful. He's winning in his career. He's winning in the areas that he's pursuing that are important that society tells you, hey, you're a man because you make so much money. That's what makes you a man. Uh, when he comes to me and he feels, as you said, out of balance or something's missing in his life, we really just, I, I get curious. I get curious, like, hey, what's working for you right now? Like, what are the areas in your life? You know, we all have major areas, right? Like we mentioned earlier, like we have our our fitness, our health, right? We have our, our marriages. We have our fatherhood. We have our uh, our faith. And then we got our business and our finances. It's like, what areas, which of those areas are really working well? Like you wouldn't change a thing. Like it's just fantastic. And then which areas is there a possible improvement that could be had or which areas are, are burning to the ground? There's just no workability right now. And, and really just kind of like a diagnosis of where's the check engine light on in, in your life. And most guys have at least one major area where there's a check engine light on. And uh, that's where we, we look at that and we assess it. And then we get clear, like, what do you really want that area to look like? Like if you could wave that wand tomorrow morning, you wake up and that area looks like yeah. your dream desire. What is that? And a lot of guys, as you know, Wesley, like they don't take the time to think about yeah. what they really, really want in the main meaningful areas of their life. Why? Because they're on the, the hamster wheel chasing the money, chasing the success. So they're busy. Yeah. They're busy in pursuit mode, attacking, attacking, crushing, hustling. But they're unfulfilled. And they're neglecting these really important areas that are eventually one day, if they don't address them, are going to come back to haunt them. So we, we nip it in the bud, so to speak. And we say, hey, you already know, like on your deathbed, like, all this money and success is not going to matter, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know that. So what will matter? Well, my legacy. All right. So how much time are you giving to that right now in your life? Well, shoot, none. Oh, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with the current trajectory that you're on? Like, where are you headed? Are you going to be the statistic of the man who dies with a stack of regrets divorced, rich, and lonely. That's the stats, man. You can't argue the statistics. That's just what's so. That's like 80% of the successful, most successful people in the world fit that profile. It's not arguable. It's fact. Or do you want to interrupt your current trajectory? Disrupt it change it. And it won't be as hard as you think. It'll actually be easy, simple, 
Maybe some challenging, but you're a badass. Look what you've done in business. You could accomplish anything, dude. Like, why don't we focus some of that energy on what's going to truly fulfill you and change your trajectory so that you are the man that, you know, like when you're at your deathbed, you have zero regret. You feel fully loved. You've, you've made everyone around you feel loved. They know they're loved by you. And like when you move on from this place to the next, like there's nothing you would change. Like imagine that. That sounds incredible. So if that's important to you and that lights up something in your soul and brings your soul back alive in some way, like, hey, do you want to start moving in that direction a little bit? If we can do it in a way that doesn't sacrifice your career success, like you could keep crushing and winning there too. How does that sound? So that's what I help men do. And like I said, most of them don't even know that's a possible alternative. Yeah. So what, what typically prompts, you know, th that challenge is, is your entrepreneurial journey and, and who you're trying to help. They have a problem. You have the solution, which I think is right. The entrepreneurial journey, right? Mm. I have something you need, but in your case, in a lot of cases, people don't know that they have the problem. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about discovering this problem? I mean, looking at the conventional ways, right? Uh, there's like therapy. There's there's different things that people can do. Uh, my assumption is a lot of guys aren't just like looking up therapists and they want to do that or it's a taboo thing. But I don't know, like the way we found each other, it, it you know, maybe you could touch on that uh, because there was a higher power that brought us together. I mean, it was just, it, it, it happened. Um, I, I can't describe it. I don't know if you can go more into detail about that. But is that typically how you find clients? Um, you know, because again, if you don't know you have a, you don't have the problem, how are people finding you? Like that's a problem in itself. <laughs> it's a huge hurdle, a uh, very large barrier um, because most men, like you said, uh, they're not aware of, uh, you know, pursuing the meaningful things in their life. And they, they're just like, like you said about yourself, I don't even know why I'm chasing this anymore. When's enough enough? Like what's actually next for me? Well, I don't know. So I'll just go back to chasing. Right. And that's kind of the, the regimen that we follow day after day. So what I found is I have to get past a man's pride, past a man's ego, uh, in order for him to open up and to ask for help. Right. And I think the way I've done that successfully with a lot of men is to say, Hey, you're a very successful businessman along the way. You didn't get there by yourself. Correct. Like others have helped you along the way. You probably believe in mentoring and coaching. Well, of course I do. Great. So if you believe in mentoring and coaching in your business and in your career, and that's helped you to become very successful in that, wouldn't it also make sense that mentoring and coaching in your personal life and in your most meaningful relationships would also possibly lead you to success in those areas where you're not winning right now? Like, could we draw that conclusion? And any reasonable man is going to be like, 
yeah, I guess that may, yeah, that makes sense. I, oh, I haven't even thought about that. Well, great. I mean, that's the type of work that I get to do, right? So just like any athlete, the elite athletes of this world in any sport, pick your favorite sport, they all believe in coaching. They all believe in mentoring. And the top of the top are not ignorant enough to think, oh, I've arrived. I no longer need a coach. The best in the world are still being coached. Why? Because that's how they got there. And they know if they want to break into next levels of success and achievement, they need coaching. They need mentoring to do that. Because none of us can look at our own life, our own blind spots with 100% clarity and objectivity. It's impossible. So we need someone on the outside to look in, care enough about us, interrupt us, call us out, call us up and say, hey, if you turn your foot a little to the left and swing that golf club, that driver, man, it's going to change your results exponentially. They're like, wow, I'd even noticed that. And it probably would have taken me 10 years to come to that conclusion on my own, if ever. Well, why not skip the line, right? And so that's, it's entering men into um, making, creating those parallels between business and family and personal life, right? And that the same, uh, the same uh, coaching and mentoring that helps you win in the business and finances, you just need that uh, now in your personal life and you can win in all areas. Yeah, I, I uh, you, know, you made a couple of comments that, that really resonate with me. You know, being a hard charging entrepreneur, you know, a lot of my friends or a lot of entrepreneurs I know hard charging. And I think that what that means is uh, a lot of people or employees or people they spend their time with typically won't give them feedback because they're scared or, you know, they're intimidated. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs go about life with, with blinders on to your point about, hey, if you just change this one thing. You could like 10x what you're doing. I mean, every entrepreneur wants that, but who's really standing up to like, you don't want to fight me or like, you don't want to, you know, as an employee, like, you know, you get a lot of yes people, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're just terrified. So I think it's really valid advice um, that you're, that you're talking about in terms of coaching and what that can do for somebody to, to make them their best. Uh, you know, we brought you in actually to my entrepreneur group and the one, you know, one of the takeaways I got and you touched on it, which I think is really important. It's, you know, what do you really, really want? Because that's a hard question to answer. And I think you also talked about, you kind of just go through life and just, you know, maybe sometimes the rat wheel or the, you know, just autopilot. And until you actually sit down and say, what do I really, really want? For me, it's, you know, personal, family, business. It was, we were kind of joking when we were together about, you know, what's that Spice Girl song, you know, what you really, really want. But it's, it's, it's so true. Can you talk about that and how important that is or what you do with that with the men you work with? So many guys, like I mentioned, uh, have been so busy pursuing success that they just don't take the time to think about themselves and what they really, really want. Uh, many of uh, the men I get to work with are really great financial providers for their families. Um, yet they have marriages that are struggling. They have disconnected kids. 
And they don't know why. Because they've given their family everything that they know to do. And they're given their best performance and work and reaping all these rewards and financial fruits and then giving it to their family. And it's not enough for the family. And they're just perplexed. They're distraught. Like, what more can I give you, woman? <laughs> like, that's going to satisfy you. Why are you so unhappy, wife? I've given you everything. I've given you the new car. I gave you the $50,000 new kitchen makeover. Like, what the heck? We're in a multi-million dollar home. Like, why are you so unpleasant with me? Why do you disrespect me? Why do you dishonor me as a man? I deserve more. I demand more. And what they're missing is, for so many of these really meaningful relationships, they're rarely there. <laughs> they're rarely present. They give their best to their career and they give their leftovers to their relationships. They give their best to their careers and they give their leftovers to their relationships. And this leads a man down this path, this you know trajectory that we're talking about over the edge of a cliff uh, that he's not even aware. So being able to... Um, to take a man and just stop him, pause him, hold him, grab him, especially a hard charging man, like you said, that most men will not confront and get into a mini collision with and say, bro, what are you yeah. doing? Like I am that guy and I've been wired that way because I am you and you are me. Like I can call you up and I'm not scared of you. Right. So what makes you successful in business does not intimidate me. And I truly, my heart will interrupt and, and come in and be like, dude, yeah, you're winning here, but you're failing here. You're failing your family. Like, doesn't that bother you? They're like, of course it does, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I do. Do you want to like go there? Do you want to explore that and maybe start winning there in both areas? Right. So if a man's willing to do that, and, and that takes a real man to do that. And like, you're that guy, you know, you're that guy, Wes, right? And, and all the clients I work with, they're that guy. So they're willing to take action. They're willing to be wrong and they're willing to be coached in the areas that they don't excel at, which is relationships. Most of us, right? Like we just haven't been trained on how to win in our relationships. That's that's really good stuff. So talk a little bit about, you know, your midlife men's coach and and now you're currently the CEO of Shredded Fathers. Is this a I mean I can kind of read into the name of the of you know the company, but I don't want to make any assumptions. Is it just is it really diving in on everything we just talked about? You know, personal, family, business, health. You want to talk a little bit about that and what your program looks For like? For sure. So I work specifically with, again, uh, high performers, uh, businessmen, leaders, CEOs, executives, uh, and we dial in on getting them shredded, right, in the main areas of their life, right? What does that mean, shredded? That means cutting out all <laughs> the things that don't matter focusing in, dialing in on what actually matters in those main areas. So we get a man shredded physically, 
uh, mentally and spiritually so that he shows up in all areas of his life whole and complete as a man, fully fulfilled, fully alive, fully present, which leads him to have zero regrets in his life. And he just starts to win in the areas he's been losing, right? So we um, it, we have uh, all sorts of uh, badasses in there. Uh, I got Marine colonels um, that are just high achievers in the military. I got uh, spiritual leaders. I got pastors and priests because why? They're spiritual fathers, right? They're not human dads, but they're spiritual dads. Some of them are. And, uh, you know, these guys are just like, I want more. I want more, you know, than how I'm showing up in my ministry. Um, and that's really cool. Uh, so I meet with these guys several times a week and we hold each other accountable. There's a brotherhood of men that are high achievers, growth focused, that are doing life together. And the biggest thing that they're all blown away with when a guy comes in to our brotherhood is like, wow. I had no idea other men are struggling with the same rocks that I have in my head, the same head trash, the same limiting beliefs, the same struggles in my marriage, the same disconnect with my children as they're aging. I've given them everything. Why don't they want to spend more time with me? I don't get it. And when they start hearing other men saying, yeah, I'm going through that too. This is what's worked for me. This is what's not working for me. They're just like, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm, and, and, and one of the biggest things I see, you've heard it's lonely at the top. Like we're very isolated. The higher you win in your professional development and world and, and finances and your business life, like the lonelier you get, the more isolated you get, the fewer friends that you have. So yeah. like you really want to have a brotherhood of other people that are on the same new trajectory for their life, focused on the things that matter most and prioritizing their life. And when you connect with a brotherhood like that and get that mentorship and coaching from someone like me, who's willing to call you out and call you up into better and I'm not scared of you, like, and you get the objectivity that you're missing right now, you're going to win. Yeah. You can't not win. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, we've talked, we've talked before about, I, I think it's, an, an, as an entrepreneur, you need, you need your tribe, you know, you need people that are going through the same things. You know, for me, I found what's called EO in 2014 entrepreneur organization. And yeah, just like your comment, you know, I walked into this room of all these other founders of companies and they're all going through through the same crap I'm going through, having to hire, terminate, grow, lack of funds, not knowing what's going to happen next week. I mean, you you can list the upteen problems that happen as an entrepreneur, but finding people that are like, wow, they're going through it, but their company is 100 times larger than mine. Uh, but I think what's, for me though, that's that's great to have the base, but I think having more specific one-on-one because I love the analogy of, of sports you, know, you hear about like Kobe Bryant waking up at 3 a.m or whatever and shooting baskets for three hours before everybody wakes mm -hmm. up or they're you know just getting up because they're hung over from the bar they went to in the city they were at the night before and you know here's a guy that's at the top pinnacle of his game and he's putting in the work and nobody really sees that and you know I think oftentimes as an entrepreneur people like they see what's on the surface they see the success whatever success means to them in their mind.
but it's a it's a battle and i think a lot of people you know just don't know where the resources are or how to connect with somebody or even trust that individual because you also have who do you trust mm. Right. You, you, you hit this clip of success and then there's this like, hey, be very cautious. Right. Um, you know, so like there's that whole there's that other problem and challenge there, too. So. You're in Tampa, Florida, is a lot of this stuff Zoom? Do you guys get in person or how, how does that work? Yeah, for sure. So I have clients all across the United States. Right. So it's uh, via Zoom. Um, I am in Tampa, Florida, and we meet several times a week with these guys and we tackle the main areas, right? So it's, it's a different theme for each call. Today, we're going to tackle boom, right? And we're going to improve 1% this week in this specific area that matters to you in your life. And uh, it's just every single call, like guys just, they get better, even if it's only 1% better. So they're in constant improvement and growth. And it's so cool. Like I got one guy, uh, I'll leave names out of it, but man, he showed up like, uh, his first, his first, uh, you know, few calls, he was just showing up like, a um, uh, his head on, a, a like, a a spinner or whatever. I don't know the right term, but he was just squirrel brain, man. He's just all over the place. Right. And he's just like stuck in his head 24 seven. Right. And, and you just had this energy about it, which was like anxious like an anxious energy. You ever been around a guy like that? And he's just like fast speaking oh, yeah. and he's just like distracted. His head's just turning all over the place. And you're like, dude, are you even here? Like, I'm guessing if you're not here with me right now, present, like how are you showing up in your marriage and fatherhood, man? Right. If you're willing to like <laughs> not be here right here in public with all these guys. And so anyway, like just a, uh, a month or so in, and this guy is a completely transformed human being. He comes on these Zoom calls. He's actually sitting still. He's calm. He's just resonating peace and this just pleasant, likable smile on his face. And if you could have seen him before, it's insane. And we're like, just dude, like what's going on? And all the other men are like, bro, you're completely different. Like he goes, man, I just, you know, I've taken some of the tools I've learned here and I've applied it in my marriage and it's completely shifted the intimacy with my wife, um, which I thought was impossible. Um, my kids, my adult kids, uh, when I shifted and started showing up differently, I had no idea, but now they're showing up differently with me. They're almost like a mirror ref reflection of my growth. In other words, they're following me. And I think I'm like, I've become a leader in my home where that was so elusive for me. I didn't know what that actually looked like all these years. I didn't know how to pursue it. And just by me going in here with shredded fathers and like changing myself from the inside out and then showing up differently, better in these areas, like it's shifting my family, dude. And I'm just happier. And I'm at peace. And I haven't had that since I was a kid. <laughs> like, right? And he didn't even know it was missing yeah. when he first joined Shredded Fathers. But now that he has it, he's got peace and harmony. Like, you think that man's ever letting go of that? And it takes some work and it takes some discipline. But he's like, man, this is amazing. So that's just like one example of just these transformations. Guys have saved their marriages, right? They got their kids reconnected with them where the kids were just growing further and further apart. So 
I mean, that's the work I get to serve in. And it's, uh, I wouldn't change what I'm doing, but I got to get past guys' egos and pride first, you know? So I only work with the guys that are ready for this, man. That's tough. I mean, some of the, some of the, some real things that happened in my life after, not to go too deep in it, but there are some guys I, I know, trust, and love that towards like, you know, the last three or four months of working with you, they, they were like, yeah, you're different. Something's different. And I, I think for me was more awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big thing for me of just, you, you mentioned something about reflection or, you know, just being aware. Cause I think again, I, as, as we're talking, like I just see this rat wheel, right? You just get on this thing and you just go, go, go. And you're just kind of blind and you know, entrepreneurs are just like, get it done, move to the next thing. And, I'm all about getting stuff done and checking it off the list and go, go, go. And you just kind of get blinded to that. So being able to pause, create aware, you know, understand and, and take the time, I think is super important. So what can you, is there anything you can share that can help people today? Like how to get on this journey, right? Cause obviously to bring on a coach, there's financial, there's time resources, not maybe, maybe not everybody has that or they're not quite ready yet. Yeah. How, how do people, are, are they even able to do this themselves or like, are there tips and tricks or things that people can do today that could start to shape them into this mindset? For sure. Right. So I'm going to offer your, your community, um, you know, a resource I put together. It's a pretty cool tool. I think uh, it's resonating with a lot of high performers. Um, so there's a free men's guide that you know I'll give to you guys, complimentary. Um, I called it uh, three reasons you can't prioritize your life and how to fix it." Right, and and that seems to be the big thing for a lot of guys. That like I just I don't know how to prioritize my life. My health is starting to decline. You know, my body's aging. Uh, I'm working so much. I just can't keep this pace up anymore. Um, I need to start addressing some serious things, but I don't even know where to start. Well, this will get you started, right? So we get into those three reasons and I'll give you one of them right now. Um, You're trying to do too many things at one time. You're trying to do too many things at one time. And we know this in business. Like, if you're focused on too many areas simultaneously or too many uh, projects at the same time, like you're burning the candle at two end, it's at, at both ends and it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, right? So you're heading towards burnout if you're not already there. Uh, you're just going to feel overwhelmed, anxious, uh, lose clarity, right? So we really dial in on like, how do you focus, right? And that's our core five, right? One of the major tools that I've walked you through and I walk my clients through. And it really just uh, stacks your life, the main areas of your life in the proper order uh, so that you know exactly what are your your high value targets. What are your high value targets for not just your business, you already know that, but for your personal life, for your family life. Like what are those high value targets? And once you just dial in on those and then run every decision you make through those priorities, it really just gets a lot easier life in general. And, and harmony is just a natural byproduct of that. So I would just say, uh, can you do it yourself? No, that'd be the equivalent of asking, Hey, can you build a billion dollar company by yourself? 
Well, any successful business owner is going to say, no, you can't. You need others. You need mentorship if you want to get to that level of success. Well, it's the same in your personal life, right? Uh, You can't do it alone. So the lone wolf syndrome that so many of us take pride in, I'm a lone wolf. I ah, I could succeed on my own self-reliance. Yes, you can win and get pretty high up in business, but you're going to destroy your personal life if you go that route. So it doesn't win in in all areas of your life, that lone wolf approach. So you need help. That's the bottom line. Every man does. And unless you're just that outlier, right? You're better than Kobe Bryant. You're better than Michael Jordan. You're you're better than Tom Brady. And you just don't need coaching because you're just like this incredible prodigy. Like, wow. Like, please bottle you up and let's sell it, man. Like, I, I want I want like 10% of that. Let's monetize that. But if you're realistic and you realize, no, I can't do this on, on my own. Now, can you get a few steps ahead on your own? Can you get down the road a little bit on your own? Absolutely. But you'll quickly realize that you're going to run out of you. And then you're going to get bitter and resentful and you're going to want to quit (laughs) if you don't have somebody constantly helping you, assisting you, guiding you, pointing out, hey, you're doing great. Just turn your foot, (laughs) right? Turn your shot just a little bit. Right. So with that being said, how do people find you? How can they connect with you if they are interested in this core five or just, you know? picking your brain a little bit about what you do and how they, how you could potentially help. Yeah, them. for sure, dude. So I'll, I'll give you your people two things. I'll give them the free guide, right? So we'll put it in the show notes um, and they could just download that for free. Um, so that's three reasons you can't prioritize your life and how to fix it. So if that's you, um, you know, go grab that, right? And we'll, we'll take a little bit of a deeper dive uh, into those reasons and what's going on. And how to fix it. And then uh, with that free guide, I will extend at least the first 100 people that download it uh, from your podcast. Um, I'll go ahead and give a complimentary one-on-one session, a deep dive consultation, um, just to explore personally, like what's going on in your life without judgment, uh, just really diagnosing, hey, where's the check engine lights on? Um, What do you really want? Uh, What is that future that you desire? And here's the blueprint. Here's the game plan to get it. If we're meant to work together, cool. I'll show you how. If we're not totally cool, right? It's not a fit, um, but I'll offer that, right? So I'll give you 45 minutes of my time one-on-one. Wow, that's great. So people listening that don't access the show notes, what's the website they can find Shreddedfathers.com. You can find out more at shreddedfathers.com. Thank you, Joseph. Wesley, it's been an honor to be on the show, Entrepreneur Intel, I appreciate man. you coming on. Uh, Thanks to the audience. If you learned something today, um, tell somebody about the podcast. Thank you again, Joseph. I really appreciate it. This has been another exciting episode of Entrepreneur Intel. We'll see you next time. Thanks. This has been another episode of Entrepreneur Intel. Thank you for joining us. For show notes or other episodes, please visit us at entrepreneurintel.com. Until next time.